Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by Turkeys with Mohawks. No, instead, it is brought to you by Netflix's new four-part docuseries, Evil Genius. This is the story of Brian Douglas Wells, an American pizza delivery man who was killed by a remotely controlled bomb that had been fastened to his neck under coercion from the maker of the bomb. From the studio that brought you Making a Murderer comes a twisting, turning bank heist that will shed light on the true story of the pizza bomber and the person who might have gotten away with masterminding the entire thing. The docuseries Evil Genius is streaming now only on Netflix. Watch it today. So it's almost time, but uh, we're expecting about another 300 people to show up. So, um, yeah, so we might hold off for an extra minute or two. See, there you go. There they are. Yeah. Hey. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know Robin from The Trail Went Cold? Say hi, everybody. Yeah. Oh, looks like they turned my mic on. Did they? <clears throat> Whatever really. I said, I'm sorry. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> it I? says here in the script, witty banter. Okay. <laughs> It does. It actually does. It does. It does, yeah. It says intro ourselves, period, witty banter. Yeah. Period. Winty? Yeah. Yeah. Winty. Aye. Like cold. Ah, okay. Yeah. I don't know. All right, for those of you who weren't here a few minutes ago, I'm going to show off one more time. I know, I know. Looks like a UFO, but it's actually a. Don't look into the light, he's hypnotizing you. It's a sombrero. Yeah, I know. Uh, and you know, actually, all I had to do was tell her my sad story, and uh, she gave it to me. Wasn't that sweet? You know, yeah, she was going to charge me, but she just gave it to me. So uh, uh, this is the point where you turn your ringtones off. Yeah, please. Thank you. Yeah, That's yeah, that would be good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was planned. By Hang the way. on. Okay, it's three thirty. Oh crap. <sighs> should we do this, or should we just go to the bar? Okay. <sighs> I mean. I guess. All right. We said we'd do it. Okay. Mm. Hmm. First off, how y'all doing? Yeah? Yeah? yeah. Having fun at TriumCon? Yeah? And, oh, sorry, we've got this recording thing situated. Oh, I um, believe so. It's all figured out? Theoretically. Okay. All right. Great. Mm. This could be the last episode. Let's hope not. <laughs> we did that one already. It was not. Yeah, fun. by the way, excuse my voice. It cuts out a little bit because I was at uh, Pew's last night. And the decibel level was like about 300 in there. And I, so I had to be screaming at people when I was talking to them. And I think I kind of damaged my vocal cords a little bit. So He was actually I, just screaming at people. Yeah. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the music right or the yeah. talking. I was screaming at passing cars, you know, but uh, yeah. Okay, well, I guess it's my job to get this thing started. Okay. Get going. We're relying on uh, you. All right. So you guys know maybe from last year, maybe from listening to us, that we're recording this, so... Uh, sorry. <laughs> um, so, hello and welcome to CrimeCon 2018. Hi, everybody. We are Thinking Sideways, the podcast. We're going to do a show for you tonight. We have a mystery. Um, but first, I'm Devin. I'm Joe. And I'm Steve. So, hi. <laughs> wow. Perfect. Sounds like there's like 12 times the yeah. amount of people in here. So. <laughs> Actually, let's do this again, and I'm going to run through the crowd with the microphone. Let's not. Yeah. <laughs> no. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Uh, what do you guys want to talk about tonight? 
Um, let's see. Golden State Killer? No. Yeah, no, no, no. Why not? It's solved. Yeah. They solved DNA or something, you know. I don't go on social media, so I don't know. I don't know about this DNA stuff. You know, I was reading this article that we share like 98% of our DNA with frogs. So it's like, <laughs> it could have just been a frog. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right. So I'm people. not totally convinced about that one yet. Yeah. Okay. But, well, just so we kidding. had to scratch up another one. Yeah, we did. Maybe an axe murder. Yeah. And Final what's cool about this one is this happened really close to where we're sitting right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's get started. Okay. All right. Sound good? All right. We're going to talk about the axe murder of the Aid family in March. 24 of 1897. Our story takes place here in Tennessee, as we just mentioned. At the time, the area was called Germantown because, uh, as you might have guessed, there are a lot of German immigrants that lived there. The AIDS were also German immigrants, and they had been living in the area for about 20 years at the time that our story takes place. Well, I mean, Jacob and Pauline had. I should introduce you to the family. Uh, Jacob and Pauline. Jacob was the patriarch of the family. He was 60 years old at the time. His wife, Pauline, was 50 years old. Also involved were two children, a daughter named Lizzie, who was 20, and a son named Henry, who was 13. Worth mentioning, they weren't just like super old parents. Yeah, they were. Um, <laughs> for the times, for the times. It's weird. They also had three adult children, but they had moved out by then. Lucky them. And that's what we call by foreshadowing. Uh, Jacob and Pauline owned quite a large farm in uh, what was then called Paradise Ridge, but is now called Joeltown, which I believe is like 16 miles from where we are here. I don't know if there are any. It's just the north north, here, yeah. yeah. Right? Are you guys from, is anybody from Tennessee? There you go. Cool. Well, there we go. Yeah. So you know where Joeltown is? Yeah. So the people that were nodding okay. got it. Joelton. Joelton? Joelton, sorry. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Their farm, it said, was at least 400 acres, which is 0.6 square miles or 1.6 square kilometers, which is not nothing, I guess. <laughs> I don't know acres, I'm sorry. Uh, as you do with farms, not only was there a farmhouse, but also lots of outbuildings like barns, etc., and at least one smokehouse. But to be fair, the barn is actually speculation because there are very little details about this story other than the fact that there were five rooms in the farmhouse and there was a smokehouse. That's all we really know. But there had to be a barn because you right. have to store your tools somewhere. Right? Right. And probably a tool shed. Yeah. <laughs> or three. Uh, here's the thing with farming. You probably know. It can be much more lucrative for some people than others, and the aides were considered very wealthy by their peer farmers. It's unclear to me if this is true or not. We've talked a lot about this. The aides might have just been very generous with their money because they, Jacob would loan money to any farmers in the area that uh, maybe needed some. But he was also pretty litigious which is the correct use of that word this time. Thank you. Reporting is that just days before the thing that you're about to learn up, um, about, Jacob had been in court because somebody had stolen one of his hogs and he was suing them. That's not that. cool. No. Yeah. Okay, so we have the Aid family. We have Jacob, Pauline, Lizzie, and Henry. Also involved in what you're about to learn out is Rosa, who was a 10-year-old neighbor who was sleeping over. Um, and we, her dad lived in the area, but we're, no, it's unclear why she was sleeping at the house at the time. Uh, her last name is reported 100% differently every single place you read it. So it could be Morier, Mortier, Morier, Morierier, or like Moriarty or something. Mm. I added that last one. Yeah. Yeah. It's not true. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. 
Joe. Uh, okay, my turn. Uh, so now that Devin's done the hard work of introducing all of our characters, I get the to boring talk about work. the crime. Yeah. This is the fun part. This is the part I love. Uh, so, oh, by the way, the AIDS family, in case you're wondering, the AIDS family, A-D-E, not A-I-D, just in case you're curious. I keep wanting to call them, like, live, cool band, you know? I mean, that's a, no, so it's A-D-E, so none of that applies. So, the crime. So, Nobody actually saw the crime, except for the guy who committed it, of course. But uh, around 9.30 that night, uh, it was dark. Of course, it was, it was March in Tennessee. Uh, their closest neighbor was about a half mile away and saw flames coming from their home uh, and so rode over on his horse to check it out. This guy's name was Justice Simpson. Though by some accounts, his name was Squire Simpson. I think it was Justice. Uh, though, keep it simple, we're going to call him Justin, as always. Oh, yep. yeah. I Justin know. did it. Yep, as always. Uh, so when just, Justin got there, the, the whole house was already up in flames, and uh, he didn't see the family anywhere. So all he could think of to do was go to the smokehouse and pull all the meat out of the smokehouse. <laughs> and that's what he said afterwards. You know, I'm like, he's like, oh, you know, the meat was going to be destroyed, so I thought I would save the meat. And I think he was just trying to get some free meat. I think, I think that's it was what barbecue he was. time. Yeah, the family's going up in flames. I'm going to grab some free stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. Let's, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, yeah. So he starts pulling meat out of the smokehouse while well, yelling for the family, he was thinking that maybe they were already already up in flames or say, had escaped the house and they were you know, lurking somewhere maybe on the other side of the house or something. He wasn't sure. But he was, he was moving the meat. And, uh, the meat. He, and, yeah, and then uh, uh, according to one version of this story, while, while our friend Justin was, was there moving the meat out of the why, smokehouse. Why do you keep saying it that way? Uh, yeah, <laughs> moving the meat. Yeah, Sorry. It's very uh, uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I'll, okay. Let me think here. Okay. All right. I just won't talk about that anymore. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so he was doing his thing, and uh, apparently, an exterior, an exterior wall of the house falls down, and it just collapses. And he was able to see inside the burning house, and so he, and he saw what uh, he saw the dead bodies in there. Although to him they looked like just big bundles of clothing, he wasn't sure. So he did what any of us would do when you're, you know, like, like faced with a huge burning house. You know, he went and got a, a potato fork, which is like a pitchfork, but the tines have been bent. So you can for, dig up potatoes? Yeah, yeah. And so he grabs one of those and ties a long pole to it and goes and starts poking at those, those big bundles. Sure. I'm not sure I would do that, but, he, yeah, but, but that's what he did. And uh, pokes at him a bit and then kind of hooks them and pulls them out of the house and turns out they were corpses. Yeah, I know, the dead bodies, uh. not just dead bodies, but headless bodies. Oh. I know, I know, I know, that makes it even better, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, oh, where, where am I at here? And, and this you're ruining the, Steve's part is what you're doing. Sorry, I'm, I'm stomping all over his stuff. But I know. I, I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure about this, because unless the guy was like a Terminator from the future, how do you do this? Because house fires are like, what, like, like 900 degrees, right? You know, so... I'm, I'm wondering if perhaps, because uh, it turns out a rainstorm kicked up that night, kind of doused the flames a bit. So it might be that Justin waited until after things had kind of died down a little bit before he started poking around in there and pulling bodies out of the wreckage of the house. That's the less heroic version, right? That is, just, yeah, I would call it the less heroic version, <laughs> yeah. But whatever he did, I mean, you know, long story short, uh, they did find 
uh, four headless bodies, although some reports say two. I, I like four better myself. You're so just go like four. literally all of this is Steve. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> You're yeah. taking all of the should good I, parts from Steve. Start? Well, this is a problem is I, I, I sort of stare at the script, but I'm not really seeing it. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, going off memory. So. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, right, so Steve. I am going to turn it over to Steve, although he doesn't have anything to talk about. Uh, all right, theories. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <Go> <laughs> um, so obviously, no matter whether it was two bodies or it was four bodies, Justin is freaked out. So he runs away and he goes and he gets a neighbor and says, hey, I found these dead bodies. What do we do? They then go and get Rosa's dad, who I'm, he must have been just a couple of miles away. And then they all go back to the property and mill about. I, I don't know what they were doing while they were waiting there. Eventually, the sheriff would show up, and he would start looking around. When they pulled the bodies out, they noticed that it was the aid family only, the ones that Justin pulled out. But when the sheriff starts looking around, he finds Rose's body. And she's a little bit different than the other because she's not as burned as badly as everybody else. She's not as headless either. Right. Yeah. She is missing some All bits, of the good though. Part. She is missing a hand, and it appears that she is missing the back of her head, as if somebody took a swing at her and didn't get the whole thing. Yeah, which is not exactly the nicest thing in the world. And the question that I always ask on the times that we've rehearsed this and it's gone well before. <laughs> no, we have not rehearsed this, as you can tell. <laughs> Is always why why would her body be less burned than all the other ones? Well, and so there's a lot of ideas of why that might be. The general theory is that she must have tried to get away, and maybe she was caught outside of the house, and then once the killer had killed her, tossed her back into the building with the intention of her burning up with everybody else, but she was in an area of the house that maybe didn't burn as much and therefore she was spared the flames. Uh, but it's, you know, it's hard to say because, as Devin said, there's weird reporting on this story, and it changes all over the place. There are places that said that she did have her hand. There's also places that say that her body was found in a crouching position, which when we talked about it, yeah, with her hands over her head, kind Seems of, you know, like you're going to protect right? yourself. Huh. Like for a dead body to be just, like, crouching, you think it'd fall over? And the only thing that we can come up with is maybe she was in the corner of a room, which is even scarier when you think about it, because yeah, I don't want to think about going that way. Um, so the original working theory was this. Someone must have come to the house around 8 o'clock that night. They killed Jacob first and then chased the rest of the family into the house and would corner them in the parlor where they would be murdered, and it is believed that it is at this point while the aid family was being killed in the parlor, if Rosa had tried to get away, that's when she would have done it. There was speculation that she had tried to go out a window, which, since most of the house was burned down, I, I don't... I don't know why, where they came up with that. Yeah, that, that part doesn't make a lot of sense. No. But as with all of the reporting, a lot of things don't make sense. Pause for a drink. Hmm? Yeah. Pause for a drink? Yes. Pause for a drink. I get dry mouth, if you ever notice. It's a bad thing. Don't do it. Um, see, where the heck were we? Oh, okay, yeah. So we talked about the fact the house had partially burned and then the fire had been put out. Yeah. Of course, when they get those bodies, the heads are missing, and people have said, well, where could the heads have gone? It's likely that they did not burn up in the fire because if the bodies didn't burn up, heads are very moist, 
they're not going to burn up very easy. They don't explode in flames like they that. They don't so, explode? Damn it. No, no, this is not the zombie movie. <laughs> so that does not yeah. happen. Um, and so it's thought at this point that our killer must have packed away these two or full or full intact heads, which it's kind of got to be a lot of weight to carry. How much does a no, head weigh? No, it's, uh, it's 10 pounds. 10 pounds. How do you know that? Devin knows um, this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, actually, funny story. I Googled it. Yeah. Um, and actually, when I Googled it, uh, I was doing something else, and so I accidentally Googled, um, how much does a human head cost? <laughs> and you uh, can. There is a price. $85 million, it turns yeah. out. Yeah. Shrunken mm -hmm. or, or full size? Uh, full size. Yeah. Okay. And that's for, like, the whole transplant. I couldn't find what it just oh, cost on the yeah. market. Oh. Those don't count. Yeah. just a decorative It's head. probably better They're available that there's on eBay not for good. a lot cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, okay, so back to the investigation. So, really, there are no clues as to what happened to the family. Authorities would search around. They would arrest two black men who lived in Ashland City, which is apparently 10 miles away. Uh, but their confessions would be found to not be exactly right and probably were coerced and we'll talk about that in a little bit in theories Surprise. Um, then two other men that were local men were charged with the crime they were sent to trial they were acquitted because there's no evidence so they really there was nothing to convict them with so you know we've kind of got a perfect crime here because well wait there is one witness so we've been holding back on you there is one single witness very good witness it was the family's German Shepherd. Yes, believe it or not, they had a dog. The dog saw it all, told the sheriff what had happened. Yeah. No, seriously. No, seriously. This is some, the, sheriff, the sheriff said this. The sheriff used the dog yeah. as his secret witness. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, it's the late... <laughs> 1890s, I guess it was the Wild West of investigations. My, my best guess here is that his plan was to take the dog all around town, and whoever the dog barked at must have been guilty. Yeah. I, so again, a lot I, of people got executed. Because <laughs> uh, it turns out that dog was a barker. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's, that's the really weird part uh, about the story. So really, no, no witnesses, perfect crime. Yeah, the reason I think we missed this one of the reasons that most of the evidence was gone because of that rainstorm. It washed away most of the blood evidence. There were no footprints, anything like that, because it was a really heavy rainstorm. Not to mention um, the fire. The right, fire the fire didn't yeah, yeah. Fire yeah. help anything. Too. Yeah, mm -hmm. so it was kind of perfect, actually, it turned yeah. out. Yeah, not a bad crime, yeah. All right, well. I would say perfect crime, but, you know, yeah. okay. Okay, it's time for theories. But first, let's take a break. A bomb is an explosive weapon that uses the exothermic reaction of an explosive material to provide an extremely sudden and violent release of energy. Detonations inflict damage principally through transmitted mechanical stress, the impact and penetration of pressure-driven projectiles, pressure damage, and explosion-generated effects. Bombs can be defined as vessels containing a reactive material, a baby with a full belly, someone cute who really knows how to wear those shorts, and a large greasy meal that'll definitely sit in the pit of your stomach all day long. Well, if you want to hear about the first kind of bomb, we've got the show for you. 
It's Evil Genius. Evil Genius tells the story of Brian Douglas Wells, an American pizza delivery man who was killed by a remotely controlled bomb fastened to his neck, under coercion from the maker of the bomb. In 2003, Wells was apprehended by police for robbing a bank while the bomb was locked to his neck. Shortly thereafter, the bomb detonated and it killed him instantly. After years of mishandled investigations, Evil Genius will shed light on the true story of the pizza bomber and the person who might have gotten away with masterminding the whole thing. From the studio that brought you Making a Murder and The Keepers comes a twisting, turning bank heist that leaves a trail of bodies in one big question. Who was the evil genius behind it? The four-part docu-series Evil Genius is streaming now only on Netflix. Because it's the bomb. And we're back. Okay, so theory number one, uh, you get to hear me continue to prattle on because I have theory number one, so lucky you. Uh, the first theory is that it was robbery. As we've established before, the Aid family was well off, or at least generous, to the folks that lived in the area. And it was not an unknown fact that they actually kept a lot of money in the house. Turns out that they were known to keep several hundred dollars at any one time in their home. If you look at what $100 is worth in the late 1890s to today, it's somewhere in the range of about $2,700. So you're looking at five grand, 7,500, 10 grand. It's kind of, that's not, I don't think that's enough money for me to want to murder somebody. Especially but, a whole family, but. I don't know. Yeah. People have different standards though, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wouldn't quite be my standard for butchering an entire family. What, but, just uh, just yeah. so I'm warned. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is it? Yeah. Just so we're ready. It's kind of a moving target. It depends on my mood. Oh okay. boy. Yeah. Um, okay, so. There were the two gentlemen from Ashland City that were originally brought in for the crime and they had confessed. The reason that their confessions didn't or that they didn't get charged with these crimes is their confession was that they robbed, they went in and they did this whole thing so that they could rob the family and get all the money they had. That fell apart because when they started digging through the, the remains of the home, they found the money. Turns out that they had a roll of a hundred dollars in a tin. Um, Joe, you what? What was it? Uh, what kind I, of? I heard it was an oyster can. Uh, so they, they stuck a roll. Oh, pardon me. <clears throat> Sorry. It's like yeah. normal podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Actually I heard it was an better. oyster can. They just stuffed a roll in an oyster can and like put it in the pantry or something. Although you know the the, the thing about it is, is the original suspects maybe did do it because they find a, a stash of semi-burned bills and say, well. They said they found the money. Obviously, they didn't. What if they did find some money? They just didn't find this particular bit of money. Which makes yeah. sense. It's, it's don't put all your eggs in one basket, so ah. you have multiple things around the house with money in it. They could have, if Joe's right, found some, right. <laughs> found some money and said, we've struck gold, let's light this place up and let's get the hell out of here when in fact they didn't get it all. I just, I, the reason that I have a hard time with this theory is like the beheading aspect, right? I mean... It's a lot of work. That, well, yeah. it's a lot of work, but it's just... <laughs> it is. But like, yeah. why? You know, like you could just stab some people and yeah. get off with the money and not have to, you know... And I mean, cutting kids' heads off seems like really extreme. Uh, and then... You know, one of them was, I don't know. I just, it doesn't really all fit together for me. Well, you know, actually, the, I thought about it, too, and, and it's, it's, 
uh, for a robbery, it seems a little extreme. But on the other hand, if you're robbing them and you want to cover that up, that it was, a, it was for robbery, you chop some heads off and everybody thinks, well, psycho killer. They're not going to think about robbery so much. So maybe that, that's kind of my thinking on that, is to cover up the other crime. See what I'm saying? Yeah, I but do. I'm really worried about you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I'm I, really worried. You, know, you come up with these answers really fast. Just I know, really I fast. I do, but uh, you know, you can feel safe because I'm kind of squeamish, and I don't like <laughs> making big messes and spreading DNA all over the place. That DNA stuff is really getting kind of problematical for us criminal types. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, no, but I, it, it is. I mean, the, the thing is, it's not as if who, if somebody was local that did this crime wouldn't know that there was at least four people in that home. Three adults and one kid, and depending on whoever was over, then they're going to know that there's a lot of people in the home. So it seems like an extreme way to go about it. Um, I know, Joe, you had one you had one kind of side vein on this theory. Well, it's just that in those days, you know, people had bigger families, so your typical house probably had like 15 people living in it. So That, that wasn't what I meant. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Now, from the killer's point of view, it could be hardly anybody's at home. And so... Uh, that could be one aspect to it. Well, it's or, the other the other idea that you your Lendy when, theory when we were talking about it is erasing a debt. Yeah, that was well, you know, that is it, and that's what if if Jacob did lend money. Well, first of all, we don't know if he wasn't the local loan shark. I mean, you know, maybe he was out there like breaking kneecapping people left and right <laughs> you know, to collect the stuff. We don't really know. He lent money. So. He did have a hog farm. We don't actually know. Oh, oh yeah, that's true. But um, but if he was lending money, it's, it's, there's a, it's a possible thing that there was somebody out there in the community who was actually into him for, say, you know, a thousand bucks or whatever. And he's, he's thinking it over and thinking, you know, it's going to be a long, long time before I get Jacob paid off. So why not just go over there and kill him and light the house on fire so the ledger that he's got it all written down, it'll all get burned up in the flames, and then my debt is just magically erased. Kill him you know? and his kids and cut their heads off. Yeah, you know, collateral damage. But, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think, you know. <laughs> Rough. I would, I would probably try to find a way to, you know, make sure that the whole... The thing about it is, is back in those days, you know, there were no cars or malls. You know, the kids were always hanging around the farm. You know, it's not like nowadays. Well, they were free labor. Yeah, that's that too. Yeah. And so... You know, that could have been it. He just figured that, you know, hey, now is as good a time as any. And maybe he didn't even realize little Rosa was going to be there. He thought he was just going to have to kill, like, four people instead of, like, five, you know. Uh, you know, and, and just one other thing I wanted to toss in here, too. This is an axe murder, but, you know, if he really took all the heads, we don't actually know that it was an axe murder other than Rosa because he could have shot them all in the head, and the reason he chopped their heads off is because he wanted to take the bullets with him. You know, that's evidence, right? No. You know? <laughs> Yeah. No. But you're about a but 50 plus years too soon for that. Yeah. Right? I, yeah, I know. But, but <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's Unless he was one a time possibility. Traveler. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He could have been a time traveler. Yeah. I don't know. Does anybody here know when actually like you know ballistics evidence really came into came into like being? It seems like it was right around this time. It was like late 19th century, early 20th century. Cool. Yeah. Well, okay, we'll show you know, as a possibility then. Yeah. yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to just take the next theory so yeah. that oh, Joe yeah. stops. 
doing that. Uh, <laughs> uh, my theory is uh, revenge, particularly over the hog dispute. Um, because you remember how when I was talking 12 years ago, because I don't talk, I mentioned that a few days prior to the murder slash fire whatever situation that Jacob had been in court over a stolen hog. That was not just a fun fact. It was for a reason. It was to pad up my theory. Uh, so this is how this theory goes, actually. Ed Anderson, one of the AIDS neighbors, uh, reportedly maybe stole some of the AIDS hogs or pigs. They're the same thing. Living pork products? Yeah. 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 Ostensibly, ostensibly stole some living pork products. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is actually a theory that's out there, and it's super, super frustrating to me because this is how this theory goes. Well, they were in court, um, but, you know, he cooperated and everyone liked the AIDS, so... Yeah. I, I didn't he, do it. I heard the guy had a solid alibi. But, they, but yeah. nobody ever reports the alibi, which is, again, yeah, like I don't know super what it is. frustrating no, but to apparently, me. Yeah. I, you know... He would have been an obvious suspect, though. I mean, you would think. You would think, yeah. But uh, you know, the reporting is always, well, the neighbors all really liked the AIDS, so it couldn't have been any of them. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the other thing that I guess could have happened with revenge would be that there could have been like an old feud um, from Germany. From Germany, yeah. Or from the old country. Yeah, I mean, they'd lived in the area for 20 years, so it would have been really old. But um, I guess it's possible. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, people did. People did flee their homelands for a multitude of reasons, not just because they didn't like the local government, but they were fleeing debt. It was not an uncommon thing. So it could be that he was, I mean, we've talked about debt so far. Maybe he's made somebody mad. And, yeah, maybe you know, Jacob owed somebody else money. 20 <laughs> years, though? Country. 20 years is a really long time. That's a lot of interest. <laughs> that day. Yeah. Yes, that's true. And I don't want to go too far down this rabbit hole because um, there's really nothing to substantiate it, like, at all. Mm, and really. there's, there's additional to that. There's, like, no theories on who that might have been from the old country or anything else. And we are a little bit running out of time. Well, what time is it? Uh, and Joe has a really good theory about Matt Damon, so... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys are here now. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um Actually, it's kind of... Kind of weak, but... Uh, it's a good... He's yeah. been overselling everything this weekend. Come on. Yeah, I It's know, an I know. awesome theory. I don't want to say it's awesome and then have everybody be disappointed. It's uh, the best yeah. theory. Well, you know, I mean, what if this was like an actual serial killer who did this? Uh, and I'm sure all of you guys have heard of the Midwest Axeman. Have you? Okay, yeah, the Midwest guy. Uh, he ranged actually all the way from outside the Midwest. He started... The first one known out of, outside of this one was Portland, Oregon. And so he, loose term of Midwest, I guess. Yeah, kind of loose. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know when they actually settled on a definition for the Midwest. So, you know, uh, it might have applied then. But he ranged all the way from there to as far east as Monmouth, Illinois. Uh, these all took place, though, between June 1911 and June 1912. But uh, it, so later. Uh, there, was, there was a lot that connected those two. I mean, he had a, a tip, his typical MO was he uh, would attack a family that lived near the railroad tracks, so like five or six blocks maybe from the railroad tracks which led people to think he traveled by rail. Uh, usually, well, actually, always, the, the family had just an ax laying around in the yard that he would just pick up and go in and kill them which with. Which was typical of those days, right? That's usually how ax murderers operated in those days, actually, because everybody had an ax laying around in their yard. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more meant that than the ax murderers part. Yeah, oh, that too, yeah. But, uh, oh, God, what else? Uh, he had a typical thing of, like, lighting an oil lamp, and he would take the chimney off, and bend the wick 90 degrees before lighting it, which I guess was not standard operating procedure back in those days. And so, 
And so there, and, and we cover the windows usually. And so there was a lot connecting all those murders. But in this case, of course, it's hard to tell because the house burned down. So all that evidence was destroyed. We don't well, really Well, there was know. a very famous one that was under that. There was another one, too, that I think was done by the Midwest Axeman, which, of course, you guys have heard of, Melissa, Iowa, the Melissa, Melissa Axe murders. That also, there was a, a lot of similarities there, too. So I think, you know. But can we tie this one to it? I'm not so sure. Um, well, there, don't, there were no railroad tracks nearby. Um, so that kind of, and he, never, he didn't usually burn the house down. Um, and of course, he didn't take heads in the early, you know, in the later murders. Uh, so that's kind of a difference. And it's, uh, it seems like an escalation to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the taking of the heads? Yeah, like yeah. If, if this one happened after those, I would be more willing to say that it could be connected, but yeah. taking heads and then not taking heads anymore seems like a de-escalation to me. Well, you know, um, my thinking is that he took, he took some souvenirs the first time out and no. had them around for a little bit, and no. they started smelling bad, <laughs> and, and he decided the whole idea was overrated, and so that's why he never did it again. That's, that's kind of where I'm thinking. What do you guys think of that theory, yay or nay? Yeah, I heard a yay. Okay. <laughs> One single yay. All right. We're on the right track. It was kind of faint, but I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. But so, yeah, I, I don't know. So I'm trying to think it's not related to the Midwest Axeman. Of course, that doesn't mean it wasn't another serial killer. I mean, back in those days, uh, you know, we didn't have the interwebs and national TV, you know, national TV news networks and stuff. So it we didn't have, have Nancy Grace. You know. Yeah, we didn't have Nancy Grace. No, she uh, was not born to be born for another ten years. <gasps> and uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Nancy. If you're listening, I love, I love Nancy. Have I showed, shows the selfie they got Have I showed you my everybody. selfie of Nancy oh my and God, me? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, you know, okay. but maybe, I mean, I could, I could imagine, maybe this guy goes out, commits a psycho axe killing, you know, and then maybe, uh, like, goes into the military for a while and just goes overseas and kills for Uncle Sam or something, and eventually, like, you know, comes out of the military, goes back to wherever, and then just decides, hey, you know, I'd like to do more of this. And so that could have been it, but otherwise, it's kind of hard to account for that big, long gap. So we, well, we, oh, what story do we talk about that? Um, it was the Grim Sleeper where yeah, he, he was, he was you know, he was really, really prolific. And then things changed in his life and his, his relationship at home got better and he had a couple of kids and he literally didn't have the time to do the killing. Huh. So, yeah. you Life's know, hard, people man. were spared from the wrath that he was. And it, I mean, it's entirely possible that that's what's going on with this guy. If the unified axe murder killer theory is right. Yeah, which, you know, who knows? It could be. I mean, you don't know what's going on in this guy's life. He might have uh, committed this crime and gone on and done something else, like murdered some other guy in a dispute, gone off to prison for a while, and then he gets out around 1911 and decides to start killing people again. I don't know. So anyway, that's about the end of that theory for me. Anybody else got any theories? Yes. Man in the back. Uh-oh. We got a we got a we got a volunteer theory. Hey, we got microphones, by the way. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know if those are turned on or not. Uh -oh, oh, there's a man running, running towards you. Yeah, you so might want to look at him. Turn let around. Him, let him deal with it. Turn around. Or just Turn around. Keep playing with it. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look behind you. <laughs> Test one two. How many, how many uh, guys take? Takes, on yeah. I don't know. Hi. Uh, hey, what's your name? My name is Justin. I'm uh -huh. the Justin, really? Justin he did it. Hey. What a coincidence. That's my theory is Justin did it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. 
He's the neighbor. Uh-huh. Maybe they didn't clean up their gla- grass clippings, and he got mad about it. Well, you know those neighbors uh, that don't that, that don't weed their yards, and you got all those little dandelion puffballs out there that are gonna like blow over into your yard. And then you got to cut off all their heads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe. I, and he you, knew you, that they had meat in the house and money. And it was the meat, right? It was the meat. That's why you did it. Well, that's why Justin did it. Mm. The neighbor Justin, right? Not you think, you, Justin. You're thinking Justin did it, huh? Why well, do you He was think the first that? one that came across the bodies. Uh, that's a good point. First just, one on the scene does get to say what happened. See, yeah. Any other? Or anybody other, else. And any he other. had all the time in the world. What yeah. other clues do you have? This is Occam's razor. It's just the simplest explanation. And you were saying that I was doing it the entire time, so I'm going to go with that. All right. <laughs> you're taking credit for it. Makes sense. I'm not 100 and something years old. And Are you? Are, uh, can no. you show us proof? And uh, he didn't cut their heads off for bullets because ballistics evidence didn't come into effect until about 1925. You just yeah. Googled that, didn't you? Yeah. No, he knows it from the alienist. Yeah, no, I, I think that's probably true, although, you know, it could have been he just wanted, you know, he owned a 45, and he thought, well, they're going to have 45 caliber-sized holes in their heads, so why don't I just whack their heads off? It, it wasn't mainstream until... Yeah. Oh, suddenly everyone knows now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not when we asked, but when Justin asked. Okay, yeah. I got it. There you go. Okay. I know. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Excellent thing. I want, I want to point Everybody out. Everybody yeah. for Justin. I, I do want to point out, too, one, one thing to, to support, support his uh, theory is that uh, Justin, or not his, our Justin here, but the other one, actually was holding a, a sharp agricultural implement in his hands when everybody saw him for, you know, so there you go. Case closed. Is that how that happened? I thought he dropped it and ran away. I, you know, I don't know what really happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're just admitting we have no idea what we're talking about. That's that, is, that is the hardest part about the story is the reporting is super, super spotty. Mm-hmm. And even the reporting at the time, because you can, you can, you know, they scan the old clippings and it varies from paper to paper to paper. And these papers are within a day or two of each other. So the story really just kind of got blurred really, really fast. Which is yeah. why we picked it. I know. Because well, we yeah. hate ourselves. Yeah, nobody can prove us wrong on anything in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, you know, somebody really wanted to go like go look at courthouse records and find old police and, and, and court records and stuff, they could probably get a lot more, assuming those things haven't been lost or you know, went up in a fire or something like that. There might be more information out there. So far, nobody's been interested enough to go out there and actually well, no, there's, do there, that. I, no, there has been some oh. people that have looked into it, but it. Uh, uh, Rose's dad, apparently he was French. That's uh, That somehow was determined based on the, the, her, the sound of her name. But people who have gone through the records have combed through them, and they've never been able to figure out exactly who he is. So we don't even know his first name. We don't even know their last name. It's just it just went off the rails that fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So alas, uh, any other theories out there? Oh, we got oh. one up front here. All right. There we go. See him. Let's yeah. hear him. Not see him. I don't want to see any theories about axe murders. Um, yeah. If the heads were missing and the bodies were burned, do we have a positive identification? Do we know that those were all the actual dead people? Is it mm. possible maybe the husband killed the wife and they took all the heads to hide? Uh, the fact that the male body wasn't his. Mm. Uh-huh. I, I don't know how they ID'd the bodies. That's a good point. You know, the, the family could have like you know murdered another family and then skipped out, skipped town to start a new life. It was so, actually yeah. Rosa's dad was actually Jacob. Yeah, yeah. So that's actually a good, a good point. theory. That, that is a good yeah. point. I like that. Yeah. Okay. That, they, <laughs> they, they certainly couldn't use DNA, could they? Yeah. 
Uh oh, we have another. Yeah. Here. So, related to the heads, do we know how long it took between the neighbor showing up? Because it kind of seemed like he was like looting their house. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's like you know it's customary in those days to to, to loot the smokehouse. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like you know, he's there. He you know goes and loots, and you you have to assume if he's like going to save the meat from burning. He's also going to take that back to his place. And then oh, yeah. maybe he had like breakfast and then he went <laughs> yeah. and got the dad. And so I'm wondering if there was enough time that passed between the actual, like when the fire went out from the storm and when they actually showed back up there and then they milled around and, you know, eventually the police get there. But what if the house had actually been scavenged by animals? Because oh. animals go for the head first. It's gross. Yeah. Um, but like maybe there'd been like a pack of coyotes or something and they Carried came by and took some heads and, you know, dragged them off to go and have a mid-morning snack. And <laughs> so maybe it wasn't even, uh, an actual like beheading. They actually just, it's just the coyotes came by and chewed the heads off. And I mean, apparently I like that's that. like common yeah. and gross, but yeah, yeah, I don't think we know how much time. The only thing that I would say with that, and again, this is like frustrating reporting is it's, they seem to really think. It's it's like they were cut off, and I think a coyote, you know, like would be a little more yeah. gnarly. But again, they were burned also, and also we don't know anything <laughs> <laughs> at all. Sorry, everybody. Uh, yeah. Uh oh, we have another theory we, here. I'm well, sorry. Two. Yeah. It was both. Was yeah. A child of Jacob, boy or a girl? Uh, boy or they had two, boy and a girl. Yeah. yeah. One of them was twenty. And it was a daughter. Yeah. One of them was 13 and was a son. And then there was the 10-year-old neighbor who was a girl. So the 10-year-old was staying at a house with a 20-year-old male. A 20-year-old no. female. Female, a young boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I say that she shouldn't have been there. Yeah. The father went over there, was pissed off, killed them all. Yeah. And then his daughter saw it, and she was going to turn him in. He had to kill his own daughter. Uh-huh. Hey, Joe. Yeah. Joe, huh. I'm suddenly not as uh, uncomfortable around you. This yeah. scares me. <laughs> not sure about I say, that. Actually, I, I, I kind of like the way you think. Actually, you know? <laughs> My 10 year old daughter was at some house with all grown ups and, and a young boy, and I was 1890s. And that stuff wasn't appropriate for a young girl to be around. Yeah. Since they got married when they were 13, 14 years old, maybe he thought she was tainted. Mm. He goes uh, there and he kills the whole family because now he's dishonored. Yeah, oh. an honor killing. Rough. Yeah, I don't know oh. if honor killings were big in the back so of the day. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Either that or evidence covering up, but you know, or hate. Yeah. Okay. Oh, another theory. Hey, my theory is that it was someone who was very upset about the hogs, and yeah. perhaps they fed the heads to the hogs. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a good theory. Yeah, I don't know how quickly. It's just a, as a yeah. last-ditch effort to get in that last punch. Or like screw you. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're, I, yeah, we're recording, so I won't say what I. Yeah. <laughs> now it, it does seem a, a, a final act of disrespect to feed the heads to the hogs. I, I'm not sure how quickly a hog or a group of hogs could, could munch down some human skulls. I don't, I don't Did know. Did you ever watch Deadwood? Apparently, according yeah. to TV, it's really fast. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's like five yeah. minutes, start to finish. Oh, seriously. Okay, well, thank you for that theory, and it's highly <laughs> possible. Uh, yeah, toss the heads to the hogs. That is rude. Rude? Yeah, Ooh, we have rude. It's okay. rude. 
All right, so we're talking late 19th century, right? Yeah. And we're talking missing livestock. Yeah. So my thought is our favorite villain is trying to establish his identity. You're talking Matt you know? Damon? Oh, you know yeah. who I'm yeah, talking about. Matt Damon. Damon. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And we also know that this... <laughs> This individual has a well-established smoking habit. Yeah, that, that's a good point, That would too. be very dangerous in a wood 1890s structure. So yeah. I'm just saying, maybe this was a warning to the family not to look too far into the Choopy family. Mm. Yeah, that could have been it. It's a good one. Yeah, I like the theory. They, uh, so maybe the aides said, uh, you know, they were, maybe Jacob was, like, you know, like investigating Choopy, and Choopy decided, you know... Yeah, he had to take him out. I like that theory. Yeah. Of course well, I like that theory. And there is uh, another theory, which is... Aliens? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why? It was, it was the sombrero it was. that did it. Yeah. Why, right. Wait, do, do you want to go into that anymore? Sombreros? No. I don't know. <laughs> no. No? You're no. good? No, I think I'm good, yeah. Okay. All right. Any, Any other theories? Theories? No more theories. Okay. Oh, hang on. Oh, we've got like... We've got time. We, so we've got I guess 19 we can, minutes. We'll wrap up the episode. Thank you all for coming. We're not going to quit this, though. If you have any other general questions, feel free to ask. My, but yeah. don't do it all at once. Yeah, oh come God. on, people. <laughs> all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a... I've got a question. No, what? I've said no. <laughs> no I've said no, but... Uh, does anybody want to just come up here and sit here? And <laughs> oh, oh, we've got a question. We've got a question, uh, question. Hey, guys. Hi. Hi. Um, maybe you've answered this before, uh, but I'm just wondering what your favorite mystery that you guys have looked into is. Ooh, that's a tough one. Favorite mystery we've looked into or favorite episode we've done? You know what? Either. However you want to respond. However you want to respond. Go ahead, Devin. We oh. know your answer. I, yeah, I do. And my answer to both of them is Lake City Quiet Pills. I think that's probably the best episode I'll ever do in my entire life. I don't think so, Devin. I think you'll do better. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, I still get, like, emails from people who are like, well, I had this weird experience, and it's just like, oh, I don't like, I do not like what's going on at all there. So that's my answer. I would say, if it, for me, if it's a story that we've covered, it's a split between Blair Adams and Ben McDaniels. Because both of those have a lot of WTF moments in them. And Are we so, recording anymore, or do you just want Oh, to, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't say anything bad. I used letters. Yeah. I know. I'm kids yeah. can't spell, I'm so it's saying, okay. Can, okay. Hey, no kid's going to know what that means. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No. Joe, what's yours? Oh, God. I, I really can't make up my mind. I actually, just uh, as you'll, some of you probably know, we just uh, a year and a half ago did a thing about the murder of Martha Moxley, and now that's back in the news. So that sort of kicks it up in my estimation oh, a little bit. Yeah, was, uh, yeah. Off. Michael Skakel was uh, conviction was overturned by the Connecticut Supreme Court, and uh, so that's kind of interesting that that's a story that most of these stories are done and over, and you know, pretty much in the can. And this one keeps on giving, so that's kind of cool. Um, and uh, let's see what else. I mean, I. I kind of liked some of the boat mysteries. Uh, the Herbert Fuller was one that we did in the last year. Now, I don't know if you guys remember that story. There was a triple axe murder on this sailing ship in the middle of the ocean. It's apropos of today's story. Yeah. Yeah, I, and it's a cool story because these guys are like, you know, three people are axed to death. And so everybody else is in the middle of nowhere. There's, there's, you know, they're a week away from anywhere. And there's a murderer among them. 
And on top of that, besides being scared about getting killed, they're all sort of quietly pointing fingers at one another, too, because everybody's paranoid about getting blamed for the crime. And so I thought that was a really cool story. Uh, you know, and it's, it's got to do with ships and stuff like that. So I like that Oops. one. I hope you guys liked it, too. If you didn't listen to it, you know, go listen to it. You just actually heard it. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much... Yeah, actually, that's a good point. That yeah. was the whole episode. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Yeah, Thank you're you. welcome. You want yeah. to talk about the scripts that you use? And I'm just wondering, it never sounds like you're on a script. This is so what they yeah. look like. How much do you actually, you do really write it all out this, and then... This story we just did was five And then Joe ignores long. it. No, sorry. Yeah. Um, I kind of do, actually. We all Because yeah. it really does it. sound off the cuff. Well, so basically what we do is we'll write like an essay about the story each week. Um, if it's and your, who writes it? It's, so if it's your week to host, Whoever you write the it. essay. The essay, uh, the script, and then we have copies in front of it, and we've done or in front of us while we're recording, and we've done research, hopefully, um, <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, and um, then we kind of so we all know it, but we have a reference point if we need to call any information up, and then we try to generally follow the script, but um, that sometimes doesn't always happen, yeah, yeah, sometimes it goes really well, and sometimes it does not go very well. <laughs> do you really rehearse it, or do you? No, not, no. Yeah, not for we it, only no. rehearse these live shows because we can edit the other ones. We just look worry about looking dumb in front of real people. Uh, and do you talk about do you talk about it a lot before you do the podcast, or do you want it to be fresh so you? We don't. Joe likes to stand around and try and talk about the story and I'm like Jojo save it save it yeah, save yeah. It. yeah. Nah. because we never remember to say it again yeah it's a good point yeah. but yeah, yeah the scripts are great just but they're mostly there to make sure we tell the story in the right order and yeah. we don't leave anything out but other than that it's just like man you know yeah oh another question Hi. Uh, I just wondered has life changed at all for y'all since you made yourselves public last year not really no well a little <laughs> yeah. I'm still uh, still fairly uh, we're all still fairly obscure you know I was like uh, just was it just like no it was Friday I guess uh, no it was Thursday um, we were out and it was like I think Jacob and Aaron and a few other people were out and and, um, and this really attracted blonde has her phone it's like oh I want to take a picture I want to take a picture of you all you know and so I'm ready to go go step over and be photographed and then she hands the camera to me and says would you mind taking the picture <laughs> But I said, oh, okay. <laughs> that happened, yeah, that happened with the captain. Recently, we were out, like, getting drinks, and they are like, you know, you guys have seen what happens when he's out. And um, some girl was like, oh, I'm sorry, were you waiting in line? And I was like, no, we were going to get a drink. <laughs> no. It's, yeah, uh, we don't get, rec I don't get recognized, really. It just is, like, um, online comments have I've had to change my appearance. That's why yeah. the beard happened. Yeah. I, I'm in hiding now. Yeah. He's Count Olafing it. It's yeah. like... people, people do stare at me, but they were doing that before. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I think... But, so it hasn't really changed things for me. Hi. Hi. Um, before the case of the Golden State Killer was solved, what was your leading theory? This is going to disappoint every single person in this room. <laughs> but I uh, did, didn't really have any theories about it um, because it wasn't a case that I really poured any time into. Um, it's, 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 let's put it this way. The case is icky. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, like, no. It is not something that I, 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 I don't think any of us like to sit and dwell on that. And there's a number of cases like that where yeah. there's some pretty horrendous things that happen. And sometimes for us, we're always kind of in the trenches with that stuff. And so those really big ones, it's, 
just easier to kind of set them aside, build a nice brick wall around them, and then sink them in the ocean, and never think about it again. Cause, ugh. But Joe might have some theories. Do you have some theories? Uh, not have? really, no. I, I, I looked into the case a little bit and read some of the history, and I, my first thought was, because when we look at a story, or at least when I do, I think, okay, has this story got a really good hook to it? Is there something really interesting about it? Because not every murder is interesting, frankly. I hate to, hate to put it that way, but they're not. And so I say, is there something interesting? And also the next thing is, well, can I cram in a really good elucidation of the entire thing in an hour or two, an hour and a half episode? And when you look at this one, oh my God, this guy was just like, you know, he was prolific, I mean, for a long time. And, and horrible. So just going through the descriptions of his crime would have taken at least an hour and a half, and there's no time for even theories. And that's one of the reasons I set this one aside. It's just it's so big. Yeah. Some of these stories are just so big that, and we're we're not serial. You know, if we were serial, you know, it'd be a little easier to do. But and so. But if that, you want to fund us, I just, we so will. I, yeah, and so I never ruled it out totally. I just sort of set it aside and said, ah, I'm not sure. Set that one aside. You know. Sorry. So, oh, we're not the so, true crime nerds everyone wants us to be. I'm yeah, sorry. I seriously have thought every now and again, I'm thinking what to do, and I'll look at, oh, yeah, there's that one, you know, and then and I, and I did it again recently, and then all of a sudden it's solved. Okay, I crossed it off the list. Glad we didn't do yeah. it. Unless it turns out the police screwed up, which is also possible, awesome. too. Yeah. That never Thank happens. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Ever. No. Hi. Hello. Hi. So Hi. this is my first time listening to you guys, so I'm sorry if you've already answered this, but also you're awesome. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, and my question is, what first got you guys interested in true crime? Ooh. Well, uh, I, for me, it's not true crime, it's unsolved mysteries. And I think the, like, question mark is really enticing to me. I grew up watching the unsolved mysteries show and Same. listening to Art Bell. Uh, and, you know, that that I think really just kind of informed that drive. I don't know. There are some cases that we covered really, really early on, um, like the Tom and Jude yeah. and the lead mask case and these just really bizarre things from history that just, it's, how, how do you answer that? It's just so weird. Um, and just trying to figure those things out was just really enticing to me. So um, mm. that's what drew me to this whole universe, I would say. That works. Yeah. I'll take, I'll, yeah, ditto. Uh, no, actually, uh, uh, um, yeah. What's that? I said, I'm sorry, that's a cop out. You can't do that. Oh, okay, fine. I, right. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I mean, I read a lot of Sherlock Holmes and stuff like that when I was a kid, you know, and, but I'd never really been a true crime fanatic my entire life. But now, and then we decided to do a podcast. <laughs> sorry. Right? Yeah, it was. Oh. I see we have a they smart They were contemporaries. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, thanks, Betty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks for the question. Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and then just after we started doing the podcast and, and doing the mystery stuff, I got much more back into it, you know, more like when I was a kid. So it's been very fun. I, I really enjoy this stuff. Steve? Uh, oh, my turn. Uh, so this is... You ever have those things where you're a kid and your family does something and it drives you absolutely crazy and then one day you realize you're doing it? <laughs> My family would sit around and they would just chew the fat about things and just keep doing it. And you know, 
I'd go play my Nintendo and I didn't want to think about it and stop talking. And then one day I started reading these things and going, oh, well, what about? And I would find myself, I'm sure as these two would, you'd just sit there for days and days and days just chewing through it and trying to come up with theories. Now, it's and hours it's, and hours and hours for me. But Well, you've got short yeah. attention span. Yeah. Um, but Seconds I mean, that's, that's really how it worked for me. Hmm. There's something hypnotic about that, you know, it's like... Um, Sometimes when I'm actually doing this stuff, I can actually, like, you know, most of my other compulsions, like, you know, n caffeine or, you know, whatever, nicotine, I just, they just get set to the side. You know, it's like not, most things don't make me overlook those things. But sometimes when I'm hot in the tail of a hot mystery, I can even, like, I can stop, you know, I can even, like, neglect some of my other uh, things, my other addictions. You're talking about your job? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah, we all do. The job, too. True. Yeah. 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 More questions? Anyone? Now? Okay. Okay, well, now, hang on. All right. uh, time for some impersonations. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's no. This is no. Nancy Grace. No. 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 Oh, Joe, you are so sexy. No. <laughs> okay, any others? All right, well, thank you, everybody. Yeah, thank we really you. appreciate you coming. Enjoy CrowdCon. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Now, hold on, guys. This has been going good, and we're recording this, so we're, we're going to release this on the show. So we're going to show you how the magic of podcasting works. So bear with me. But first, let's take a break. This is when we go to the bathroom. You, you can't go to the bathroom yet. No. And we're back. Okay. All right. I know. It's amazing. It's totally amazing. Yeah. <laughs> It'll sound different when you hear it on the podcast. There'll be a really cool ad in the middle. There'll be some great music in there. <laughs> Listeners made that for us. Love that music.